Glory to my Guru, Sri Krishna Guruji. In the previous episode, we completed through verse 15 of chapter 13. In that, we begin to understand the divinity within and outside us. So we continue with the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 13, the yoga of discrimination between the field and the knower of the field. This is chapter 13, verse 16 through 18. Though integral like space in its undivided aspect, it appears divided, as it were, in all animate and inanimate beings. And that Godhead, which is the only object worth knowing, is the sustainer of beings as Vishnu, the destroyer as Rudra, and the creator of all as Brahma. The Supreme Brahma is said to be the light of all lights and entirely beyond Maya. That Godhead is knowledge itself, worth knowing and worth attaining through real wisdom, and is particularly abiding in the hearts of all. Thus, the truth of the Kshetra and knowledge, as well as the object worth knowing, God, has been briefly discussed. Knowing this in reality, my devotee attains to my being. This ends verse 18. There is only the Lord, integral like space, without which there would be nothing. There isn't anything outside of the Lord. The Lord is one. People may worship a vast number of forms such as Vishnu, Shiva, or Brahma, and so on. While it may appear to us to be divided, it is just one. In Chapter 9 of the Gita, the Lord has told us that even those devotees who, endowed with faith, worship other gods, Worship me alone, though with a mistaken approach. All are of the one and the same Godhead. Within his universal form, all are present, yet the Lord alone is formless, without attributes. The Supreme Brahma is beyond Maya's veil of illusion, the light of lights. Brahma is knowledge, it is self-effulgent, and attaining to which is wisdom. The light of knowledge abides in the hearts of all but is untapped. Wisdom is applying knowledge. Using the mind, we cannot access this knowledge. This knowledge of that which is worth attaining abides solely in the heart. Realizing this knowledge, having this wisdom, the devotee attains to the Lord. In other words, it is through the heart that we become wise, and it is through the heart that we come to the Lord. So we continue with verses 19 and 20. Prakriti and Purusha know both of these as beginningless and know all modifications such as likes and dislikes, etc. and all objects constituted of the three gunas as born of Prakriti. Prakriti is said to be responsible for bringing forth the evolutes and the instruments while the individual soul is declared to be responsible for the experience of joys and sorrows. This ends verse 20. From Brahma came the Purusha, the unmoving and passive principle. Purusha is the foundation from which came forth Prakriti, and then the evolutes of elements, the three gunas, and all their modifications. But it is through the body, a creation of elements and the modes of nature, that experience takes place. 
There's no individual souls. There is one soul appearing as many. The soul is equanimous, perfect, and has no joys or sorrows. The spirit soul, the jivatma, becomes bounded by these modifications. The body has taken on specific natures. The mind develops likes and dislikes and experiences the sway of the pairs of opposites. Until we go beyond these confines of nature, we cannot tap the divine knowledge. Prakriti, the mother nature, is said to bring forth this creation, and people say that the individual soul is declared to be responsible for the experiences of joys and sorrows. But Sri Krishna Guruji was quick to point out that Lord Sri Krishna is not saying this. This is said by others. Sri Krishna Guruji has said that Prakriti, as mother, is unreal in that it is the divinity which has put all this into motion. Prakriti is doing her job. Her creation is transient and her maya is illusory. So we continue with verse 21. Only the Purusha, in association with Prakriti, experiences objects of the nature of the three gunas evolve from Prakriti. And it is the attachment with these gunas that is responsible for the birth of this soul in good and evil wombs. This ends verse 21. Purusha has brought forth Prakriti, whereby objects in the modes of nature are experienced. Without nature, there is no experience. But within this body, one becomes separated from the divine knowledge. Lifetimes of attachment to the objects of nature and the experiences of these objects is responsible for our rebirth. Those attachments and experiences, the karma that we created in this world, are responsible for the type of wombs to which we're born. That means that if we're indulgent in activities that are not good, we fall and are born to lesser wombs. Conversely, if we are involved in good and sattvic actions, then we can rise to a better womb. So we continue with verses 22 and 23. The spirit dwelling in this body is really the same as the Supreme. He has been spoken of as the witness, the true guide, the sustainer of all, the experiencer as the embodied soul, the overlord and the absolute as well. He who thus knows the Purusha, the spirit, and Prakriti, the nature, together with the gunas, even though performing his duties in every way, is not born again. This ends verse 23. The spirit soul dwelling in the body is the same as the supreme soul. From A to Z, it is one, as there is only one. It may be called the witness, guide, sustainer, an experiencer within the body, but there is only one. This Brahma, the first on manifest, creates the passive Purusha. From Purusha comes Prakriti, the evolutes and modes of nature, thus creating the body occupied by the Purusha as the experiencer. The experiencer, covered by the sheaths of creation, is ignorant of its own truth and thereby is subject to rebirths. However, Lord Sri Krishna instructs Arjuna here that he who knows the Purusha and Prakriti 
her modes of nature, and is continuing to perform his duties, he is not born again. This last line is so telling, because even with the divine knowledge of the Purusha and Prakriti, we still have to continue to perform our duties in this world. Knowledge alone does not relieve us of duty. So we'll stop here today. We've completed through verse 23 of chapter 13. Next episode, we'll continue chapter 13 and verse 24. Thank you for listening. God bless and lots of love.